Hello, hello. Welcome to Feels Like Flow. I'm Brianna Cullen, and this show is designed to help you be more creative, productive, and fulfilled in your work life. Let's get into it. Hi, welcome to episode nine of Feels Like Flow. I can't believe that we're already here at episode nine. And I have so loved hearing from you, hearing what you're liking about the podcast. So please keep that coming. It has been so much fun to hear from people that I don't know at all and old friends and to know that this is resonating with you. So I really appreciate the feedback. I would love for you to keep sending me notes about what is landing with you, what else you would like to hear me talk about, any questions you have. So please keep reaching out. Before we get started with today's episode, a quick personal update. It is mid-August as I'm recording today's episode. It's a beautiful sunny Saturday and I'm celebrating my birthday next week. We're getting the kids ready for back to school. We'll be going to the beach for a week here coming up soon and I'm taking a quick social media sabbatical over the next two weeks to reset and be super present and squeeze the most joy out of the end of summer here in the Pacific Northwest. But I will still be here with new episodes of the podcast every week because I love doing this and it's one of my favorite things that I've ever done. I'm so glad to be here. So thank you for being here too. For today's episode, kind of a follow-up to episode eight, where I talked about my journey to coaching and getting super stuck. And after I recorded that episode, I gave it a little bit more thought and I realized some really important things that I want to say. And to start off with, I'll say that if you have ever tried a career or making progress on a project or a goal where you really thought you were going to enjoy it and instead it felt terrible, there's a chance that it wasn't for you, but there's also a pretty big possibility that there were some unresolved feelings or beliefs or even trauma that is getting in between you and your purpose or you and what you really, really want. So again, last week we talked about how I realized about 15 years ago that I wanted to be a coach and then I got very stuck and I didn't end up enjoying it and I kind of felt like my interest just drained away, even though coaching itself is very aligned with everything that I am passionate about, the topics I care about, the ideas and concepts that I've always loved, the type of information and knowledge that I'm always gravitating towards. And really like the books I read, the podcasts I listen to, the movies I see, everything I take in from the world around me is about human nature and how we can do life better and how we can feel more satisfied and more connected and how we can get what we really, really want, which is ultimately what a coach does is work with people on figuring out what they really, really want and going after it and creating it. And so everything about that was super aligned with what I enjoy and still I got really stuck and I didn't enjoy the process of either coaching or marketing myself as a coach. So I thought it would be good to do an episode about what gets in the way of either us figuring out what it is we really, really want, or once we figure it out, being able to take sustained action toward it. This is a big topic. And so here I am at the beginning of every episode saying, whoa, like 
this is a doozy. This is everything. This episode is about everything I care about. Everything I work with my coaching clients on is about this question. How do we figure out what we really want? How do we make progress toward it? What do we do when we get stuck? This can come up in so many ways. It has come up in lots of different ways in my own life. So I'll throw out a few ways it could come up for you. It could be dating and feeling like you really want to meet someone, but you get stuck with how to go about that, or you try different tactics and none of it feels very good, or you wish you were dating more, but you're not, and you're not exactly sure why. You just have kind of this vague feeling that you don't know how to take action toward it. Maybe there's a creative project you've always wanted to take on, like write a book or some kind of writing project. I know that is a big one for a lot of people. It could be starting a side hustle or a business or making progress on some kind of hobby. So many things that we want. It could be something related to your health, taking better care of yourself, getting more energy. And there are a lot of different directions that we can go with how to approach what to do when we get stuck. But for today's episode, I want to talk about different ways to think about internal blocks or walls or barriers between us and what we want. And I had this idea because there have been so many teachers and writers and people out in the world who have talked about this in a really eloquent way. And after I did last week's episode, they all started popping around in my brain like popcorn. And I realized how connected all of these ideas are and how in a way all of these teachers are pointing to this same internal mystery about how we get stuck and how frustrating it can be and how to get unstuck. So I thought I would walk through the language that some of these teachers use for these internal obstacles and just name and explain them because sometimes hearing it in a new way or having a different vocabulary for it might help you recognize it when it comes up for you and give you some ideas about ways to work with it. And I want to do a little caveat to say that I learned from all of these teachers over many years, but I didn't go back and do any extra research about how exactly they define their methods. And so I might get it a little bit wrong. I might not say things exactly perfectly. I don't think that's a big deal. I think you'll get the gist of it. We'll start with Martha Beck. And just to say at the beginning, I'll include a list in the show notes so you don't have to keep track of all of these in your head. But we'll start with Martha Beck, who if you have never heard of her, She's written a bunch of amazing books. She was a columnist for O Magazine. And I think she's like the OG life coach, one of the very first coaches. And she's just an amazingly funny and bright and very honest teacher. And I went through her life coach training program first about 15 years ago. I'll put a few of my favorite books of hers in the show notes. But one of her first books is called Finding Your Own North Star. And it's really mostly about the journey of change and how we go about figuring out what we really want. And she writes a lot about our essential selves and how we cover over our essential selves as we grow up because of the culture and the conditioning that we're surrounded by. We kind of cover over it with a social self, the persona that we present to the world. And she talks about the importance of reconnecting with our essential selves and having to let 
everything else fall away in order to get clear again on who you really are without worrying about what everyone else thinks and all of the other stuff that gets in the way. And one of the things she talks about preventing us from being able to really connect with our essential self, she calls emotional shrapnel. And really, she's talking about trauma. And she's saying that sometimes in order to get to the next step, we might have an idea of something we want, or we might just be totally bogged down in kind of a fog and have no idea of what we want, how we got here, what we enjoy. And that the issue is we may have a lot of emotional shrapnel that we need to heal before we can come to any sort of understanding about who we are, who we get to be, and what we really want and why we're good enough to have it. And so it's always struck with me that language and that question, is there emotional shrapnel in the way? So Martha Beck's example is one, and I'm going to go into several others, but I want to stop there because I think it's really important to say, now that you have an idea of what we're talking about, that we can't always work through emotional shrapnel alone. And very often, we're going to need the support of a very wise, empathetic guide, like a therapist or someone similar who can hold space and be a container for our old memories, old sensations, old feelings to come up and for us to be able to work through them. And oftentimes these types of experiences won't even feel safe enough to come up without that loving holding presence as a resource. So in a way, our our bodies and our psyches have this wisdom that they are not going to feed us or, or serve up this pain unless we are somewhat able to deal with it. And so as we talk about emotional shrapnel and we get into these other terms, it's not that you can't work through them alone, although sometimes that is true. I think sometimes it's just much safer and more effective to have a guide or a partner who is holding space for you. And that is definitely what I needed when I started this journey. And I invested over 10 years and lots and lots of hours and lots and lots of dollars in therapy for that very reason. I'll also say that if you would rather DIY this healing process and skip the part that involves having to be vulnerable with other people, I feel you. I felt that too. And for me, that tendency to try to do everything myself was actually coming from the trauma that I needed to heal. It happened in relationships. And so I wanted to insulate myself away from relationships when really relationships are what I needed to heal. So let's get back to this list. Another framework for thinking through these blockages comes from yoga. And there's an understanding of something called samskara, which is like knots within our energetic system that are again, caused by difficult experiences. And these can also be referred to as karmic patterns. And one of the beauties of yoga is that it can help unwind some of that samskara. And just by being with your breath and by being with your body in intentional postures and unwinding tension and stress, the idea is that it is relieving these knots in our energetic system. And 
there was a time in my life, my late 20s, when I was really drawn to yoga for exactly this reason. I intuited that I had a lot of these knots in my way and I wanted to unwind them. And I do think that yoga was a powerful start for me, but it could only take me so far because again, it was something that I was trying to DIY my way through and I needed another person to be with me through unwinding some of those tightest knots. So yoga and samskara is another way to think of this. There is also Eckhart Tolle and his description of the pain body. He writes about this in A New Earth. And again, it's a description of this pain that we're carrying within us and that gets in the way of freedom and equanimity and that has to be met and seen and felt in order for us to be free. There is also Jess Lively, who has a podcast called The Lively Show, and she has taught a variety of courses over the years. I've taken some of them on all different kinds of things, including flowing with intention. She has taught a course on connecting with your inner voice, and she talks about this concept called beanbag releasing. And I think she picked this up out of her understanding of Eckhart Tolle's work and his pain body, but she explained that the first time that she experienced that quote unquote pain body, it wasn't what she expected it to be. And instead what it felt like to her was this beanbag in her stomach. And she felt it after a moment of being triggered and going through some internal suffering that there was physically like this heavy beanbag in her stomach and she decided that she was going to be curious about it and let it feel however it wanted to feel and that meant like diving into the feeling letting it be as big as it wanted to listening to its messages in order to take the nugget of wisdom from it and clear it out. And she has talked about how sometimes it's really hard to hear our inner voice or our intuition when there are beanbags in the way. Or even if we hear our intuition, the beanbag can be that fear or that emotional blockage that keeps us from being able to really listen to what it says, follow the guidance that we get from our intuition. And if we have a lot of beanbags that are in the way that are a buildup of pain and difficult experiences and memories that are essentially not our true self, that can be holding us back from what we really want. Another example of this comes from Lisey Phillips and her work with how to be magnetic. And she talks about the concept of unblocking and this understanding that in order to manifest, in order to be magnetic for what we want, we have to unblock. We have to remove the blockages in our energetic system, which means clearing out old, outdated programming that shows up as unworthiness or shame or anything that is not aligned with our highest, most magnetic self. So again, in her language, she refers to it as unblocking. I also remember reading about a similar concept from Pema Chodron, who hopefully you've heard of. She is just a really wonderfully comforting, sharp, funny Buddhist teacher. And she writes about this concept called Shenpa, which I think of it as when you have a moment where you almost catch it after the fact, like something stung you and maybe you're like, what is that that's kind of bothering me? Like I was was having a good day and all of a sudden something has kind of shaken me up and I don't feel so good about things. And 
when that hits me, I will sort of scroll back through the last few minutes or the last hour, feeling around for what it was that triggered me. And this phrase of Shempa is really helpful. It's this Shenpa that has triggered me. And once you're aware of that phrase, you become aware of feeling around for it, noticing it, and seeing what might have caused it, which brings awareness to it. And, you know, the awareness can be so valuable even before you know how to work with it or what to do to release it. Which takes me to the next example, which is from the work of Michael Singer, who wrote the book, The Untethered Soul. And if you haven't read that book, you're in for such an experience. And I know so many people who love this book. It's so beautiful. I read it many years ago, and then I read it again this year. And it's such an experience of waking up and opening your heart. And he talks about this pain as being like a thorn in your heart and that our only option when we feel triggered, when something makes us want to contract our heart is to soften and open and let that thorn work its way out. Because the alternative is that we always have to protect against anything in the world that is going to rub up against that thorn. So it's like, You have a little piece of pain lodged in your arm and you can either remove it and let it heal and then go on with your life or you'll have to always protect that arm from being bumped into and the world is going to bump against it. So in order to protect yourself, you'll end up having to shrink your experiences and your world smaller and smaller and smaller. Whereas if you want to be free, if you want to be able to have all kinds of experiences, then you have to remove the thorn. And it's understandable that we don't want to remove the thorn because it can be profoundly painful, but it's also profoundly healing and freeing. And then there's one more way to look at this. I mean, there's surely many, many more, but one more that I'm going to talk about, which is in the vein of Western psychology. And that is that in feeling these feelings and gleaning the insights from them and shifting your understanding of yourself and who you are, you are essentially rebuilding yourself. And that changes everything. When your relationship with yourself and who you take yourself to be changes, then your beliefs about yourself and your beliefs about the world and what's possible change too. So that was really a laundry list of spiritual teachers and writers and thinkers all kind of speaking at the same thing, which is a way to describe trauma or emotions from our past that are still taking up residence somewhere inside of us and that need to be met and felt and seen and understood and released so that we can be free and so that those old emotions are not continuing to govern our lives and our decisions. And three main things to say at this point. One is that pain is not a sign that you are doing anything wrong or that you're on the wrong track. Sometimes it's actually a sign that you are moving in a direction of integration and wholeness and healing. And in order to do that, you have to arouse these feelings and clear these blocks. So it's absolutely not a sign that you're on the wrong path. It may be a sign that you're on the right path. And all of these teachers are pointing at this and encouraging us to treat our pain with kindness and release it and let it go so that we can be free. And this is a process, but as soon as you get started, it's very empowering because you learn 
that you're no longer at the mercy of these feelings. They're a part of you, but they are not you. And once you can experience any feeling, you're free. Number two, I just want to go back to what I said earlier, which is that I believe that the safest way to do this, or at least to get started with this, and the most effective way to do it is often in a relationship with someone you feel safe and supported by, and even loved by. Someone who can really see you and understand you without judgment. And then number three, how do we know when it's blockages or beanbags or trauma that's getting in the way of our ability to connect with ourselves and be really present or connect with our vision for what we want and move toward it. And I was thinking about this and I realized that a lot of numbing or overconsumption behaviors, whether that's overeating or drinking or shopping or social media, any of those behaviors where we know when we're overdoing it and it doesn't feel good, it feels kind of compulsive. I think that can often be a sign that we have some of these feelings that we are trying not to be aware of. And I also don't mean that we should be hard on ourselves about some of those behaviors because we all go through it. I definitely have and do, but it can be a sign that we have some underlying feelings to work through. And I realized as I was thinking about this and sharing this with you that there was a time when I thought that the reason why I wasn't making progress toward creative projects or things that really mattered to me, I I thought that the reason I wasn't moving forward was that I needed to better regulate all of these habits. And exactly to the point of overconsumption, I thought, you know, once I have a really perfect relationship with food, or once I never waste time on social media, then it will be smooth sailing to making progress toward the things I want. But what I actually have learned is that those habits, for me, were just covering over this much deeper trauma and pain and beliefs about myself you could call it emotional beanbags or the pain body or whatever that is. And that's what I needed to heal and become more aware of in order to be able to shift my beliefs and be able to free myself. And so it wasn't that those habits were the problem. Those habits were a symptom. And instead of fixing all of those quote unquote compulsive behaviors, it was really about getting underneath them to the pain and the trauma and healing that. And then a lot of these behaviors just sort of solve themselves, to be honest. And that might be a whole nother episode, but I did want to mention that as one indicator that this might be going on for you. So to sum up, on the way to figuring out what we want and going after it, obstacles are inevitably going to come up. And many of those obstacles are internal. We wonder why we can't get ourselves to do the things we want to do and why taking action sometimes feels terrible. And sometimes it's because we have a bunch of these old thorns in our side or emotional shrapnel. And as we try to grow, those are going to get bumped into. And as we try to expand ourselves and live as our truest self and feel more free in the way we operate, we're going to bump into that pain. And so sometimes taking action toward the thing you really want feels terrible. Even sometimes getting what you want feels terrible. Imagine that there's a part of you that really, really wants to be more appreciated or to be more visible. And there's another part of you who has some unresolved pain around not feeling seen in the past or not feeling appreciated or feeling appreciated for the wrong things that don't feel true to you. 
those two experiences, the one you want and the one that brings up pain are kind of in this conflict. And so in order to move toward the appreciation and the visibility that your conscious self wants, the unconscious pain around not feeling seen might bubble up and it's okay. You haven't done anything wrong. It doesn't mean you're on the wrong track. This first step is awareness and that's what this episode is about. And also very important thing to say is that this all might sound terrible to you. Like understandably rooting around and unearthing buried pain in order to release it. Like we'd rather not if we don't have to. But in my experience, it is not as bad as it sounds. The truth is so much kinder and so much more freeing than the false beliefs we have about ourselves. And it's not that I recommend taking this all lightly. Again, I think going about it in a way that feels safe and supported is really important, but I'm genuinely enthusiastic about these practices because I've learned that we don't need to be so afraid of our feelings. And in fact, in our current lives, most of the things we're afraid of have in some way already happened to us. And what we're doing in releasing all of this old pain is to come into present time with all of the resources and strength and fortitude that we have today. So this is the first step, awareness. And step two is about curiosity and friendliness toward ourselves. And then there are so many practices that I found helpful in discovering and dissolving these blocks. And we can talk about those in a lot more detail in future episodes. For now, in the meantime, I am sending ease and delight and flow your way. 